Today's daf is daf Ayn Vav. We're going to be beginning uh, two-thirds of the way down on Ayn Hayamid Bay's Eisive Abaya, end of the line. Just let's let's recap where we're holding on, because we're really in the middle of a sugya. The uh, Gemara had asked a contradiction between the Reisha and the Sefer, the two rulings that were in the Mishnah the begin, uh, at the bottom of Ayn Hayamid Aleph. Uh, the Mishnah ruled as follows, that the first ruling was that if Mumim were discovered while she's still under the father's jurisdiction, meaning Bebeis Av, so the Mumim are there, so the, it said that the father is responsible <coughs> to prove that these Mumim just happened and that she was without blemish, without Mum, at the time of the Aresin. And therefore, if she's without Mum at the time of the Aresin, you can say to the husband, Nistach Sadeu, that it's your responsibility, and you still have to pay Ksuva. But that, would, that first ruling implied that you're not going with the Cheska Saguf. Because if you go with the Cheska Saguf, the Cheska Saguf automatically assumes that the latest possible time is when the Mum happened. The fact that you're making him bring a proof implies that you're not al- allowing the Cheska Saguf to be stronger than the Cheska's Mammon and the Muxak of the Mammon that, that, the, uh, that, the, that, that the husband has. And the Gemara said, that seems to be going with the ruling of Rabbi Yeshua. Because Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yudbeis ruled that. He ruled that a cheskes aguf is not strong enough to be Moses of cheskes moment. Yet, the second ruling, which said that if she already was under the jurisdiction of the husband, she went already into the jurisdiction of the husband. So there we said that if a mummy is discovered while she is already had chuppah, so then already it becomes the burden of proof is on the husband. The husband has to prove that this mum existed even before the Aresin. Otherwise, if he can't prove that it existed before the Aresin, he's going to have to pay the Ksuva, which Lechora implies that the believability is with her claim. The only way the believability is with her claim is because you're going with a Cheska Saguf. So you're saying the Cheska Saguf is stronger than a Cheska moment. That means you're going like Rabban Gamliel. So the Reishas seem to be going like Rabbi Yeshua, and the Seva is going like Rabban Gamliel. So we have three answers to this. Yesterday we dealt with two of them. The first answer was Rebbe Lozer. Rebbe Lozer says Tavra. It's, contradict- it's broken. It's contradicting. You cannot reconcile the two. One is going, the, the Reish is going like Rabbi Yeshua. The Seva is going like Rabbi Gamliel. And the way Rashi, again, we're going to learn today as well, only like Rashi, all the way through, because there are many other ways to learn. But the way Rashi explained it, therefore, really... It's, uh, it's only, it's arbitrary. It's not really a position. The reason why the Rashi talks about that the moon was discovered in the Rishus of the Father, it really makes no difference. Because once you go like Rabbi Yeshua, and you say that a Cheskes Aguf is not strong enough to be most of a Mamon, it really would make no difference if the moon was discovered in the, in the, by, the, by the father, or the moon was discovered by the husband. Either way, the, 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 the burden of proof is on the father, on the, on the girl, because they're trying to be motzi from the cheskes mamon, and the cheskes aguf is not sufficient. The seifa is going like Rav and Gamliel, and says that, 
that the Cheskes HaGuf assumes that she is without blemish by the Eresin, because you go to the latest possible time. When you found it, that's when we assume at, clo- at that point in time is when it developed. And also, it really would make no difference if it's by the Eresin, or as in the case of Mishnah by after the Chuppah, it still becomes the burden of proof is on the husband, because her Cheskes HaGuf, is strong enough to te- to make her uh, be able to collect the 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 the, uh, the ksuva. That was the way Rabbi Lozer. But you had to make it a machlokus then between the ratios going like Rabbi Gamliel and the sefers going like Rabbi Yeshua. Rava we had was answer number two. Rava says that lahalach we passing like Rabbi Gamliel. I want to make the entire Mishnah go like Rabbi Gamliel. So that the, so the only point that we have is that the ratio doesn't seem to go like Rabbi Gamliel because in the ratio where the uh, where it was found in the Rishus of the Av. It was in uh, the Rishus of the Av. So what if it's found in the Rishus of the Av? But Lechora, her cheskas aguf, should tell us that it just developed now after the Eresin. She was okay before the Eresin. So why does the father have to bring a proof that she was okay before the Eresin? The cheskas aguf, according to Rabbi Gamliel, should be able to do that. So he says, because there is a, 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 a factor, there is a svara that damages the cheskas aguf. And what is that svara? The svara is the kan nimtu kan hayu. That it is a little far-fetched to assume that now when I discovered the mum, that's right now it happened. There is a far to say that it had been here for a while. This is where the, now how do you determine that? It's very hard to determine. So we keep it within the jurisdiction. That Svarov says, Kanim to Kanayu is within that jurisdiction. So now, in the case of where it's happening by the father, by the Erezin, that's where it's damaging to the Cheska Saguf. Because on one hand, the Cheska Saguf wants to say that even though she's by the father, it's after Erezin, she's by the father, but before the Erezin, she was okay. That's the Cheska Saguf. But the Kanim to Kanhoyu means that it happened under this jurisdiction. Under this jurisdiction could have been even... Before the Eresin. So that's why Reverend Gamliel will agree in that case the father is the one that has to bring the Raya because he can't rely on the Cheskes Aguf completely because that Cheskes Aguf has wow. been damaged because of Kan Nimtsu Kan Hayu. Whereas if she's already gone into Chuppah, she already went into Chuppah and now we discover that there is Mumim, no problem. The Cheskes Aguf is intact because the most the Kanim to Kanhoyu it only affects that jurisdiction. That jurisdiction is while she went into Chuppah. It doesn't tell us anything about what happened during Eresin. During Eresin we can still allow the Cheskes Aguf to be in place. And that teaches us, the Cheskes Aguf, that she was okay by the Eresin. The Kedushin was, a, was not a Mechachtos. So therefore it's still the responsibility of the, of the husband to bring a Raya. Otherwise she could use the Cheskes Aguf to collect that is where we left off yesterday with Rova. Now, Abaya, Eseve Abaya. Abaya has a very strong question on Rova. Let me explain the question outside, and then we'll see it inside. But you have to hop the question, otherwise you're not going to get the answer. The question is like this. Comes out, if you're going to go with Rava Svara, Rava Svara is there is a Cheska Saguf unless there is a counteracting force that damages it, which is called Kan Nimtsu Kan Hayu. That you have to say is that it happened during that jurisdiction. The way the Mishnah reads, the way the Mishnah reads is if after Chuppah, if after Chuppah you discovered Mumim, now we're saying it's going like Rava, they're all going like Rabban Gamliel. And you found the mumim after chuppah. What does the Mishnah say? That in order for the husband to 
not have to pay the ksuva. If he wants to get out of the ksuva, what does he have to bring a raya? That's what the Mishnah says. He has to bring a raya that before the erisin, the mum exists. The mum existed. Before the erisin, the mum existing. Ask Zabaya. According to you, Rava, he should not have to be bring proof all the way back to before the Aresin that the Mum exists. As long as he's able to bring a, a proof that there was Mum in the house of the father, there was Mum even even after Aresin, if there's a Svar of Kanim to Kanhayu, that should be sufficient for him to be able to say, well, then it stretches back all the way to before the Aresin anyway. If there is such a svar of kanim to kanhayu, why are you forcing the husband to bring a raya that there was no mum before the erisin? All he should have to bring a raya is in a, at any point in time during the father's jurisdiction, even after the erisin, there was a mum. Why are you making him bring it all the way from before? That's the question that Abai is about to ask. Let's read it inside. <coughs> so it says the more like this. Once she went into the jurisdiction of the husband, the husband has to bring a raya that before the erasin, that these women existed all the way back, even before the erasin, which would undermine the kedushin, and therefore he doesn't have to pay the ksuva. So what it says like this, it's mashma clearly from the Mishnah, it only helps if it can bring the proof that she did not have the mumim before the erasin. It's mashma though that if you would bring the mum only after she had erasin, lo, it would not be sufficient. But you rub the hold of a svar of kanim to kanhoyu, amai lema kanim to kanhoyu, and if you can bring at point, even after erasin, but she's under the father's jurisdiction, we should be able to say that if she had the mumim at that point, according to you, Rava, that could mean that she had the mumim all the way and that should be enough to uh, preclude the husband from having to pay the ksuva. So, so Rava answers a buyer like this. We're going to go back and forth until we get the shot. He says like this. I'll tell you why. Let me say it outside and we'll see it inside. You should all jump on the answer. I'll tell you why it doesn't help to bring a raya that after Arisin there was developed that, that there was and a, 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 we found an, a mum. Why doesn't it help? Because the bottom line is we're talking about a man that did chuppah already. He did chuppah. And so if he only brings, let's just, let's talk cases. Let's say over here is in January there was Arisin. In December there was chuppah. So our question was, why does she have to bring a raya? Why does the husband have to bring a raya that the moon existed before January? Why can't you bring me a raya that even if it was in July? So whatever. But kan nimtzer kan means we assume that even there before January the year. So he says like this. I'll tell you why. If he brings a raya that the moon existed in July, it won't help. Why won't it help? Because the bottom line is in December he did chuppah. And we have a rule, there is a presumptive, uh, a legal presumption, that ain't Adam shows her because El Aim Cain Bodko. A man will not drink out of a cup unless he checks what he's drinking. And therefore, the bottom line is that once he did chuppah, he's making a statement, I did chuppah, I checked the merchandise. Otherwise, he wouldn't have invested all the money into the, into the, the, the party and, and take on the legal responsibilities. So therefore, it doesn't help to bring a raya that in July she didn't have, that she had mumim because the fact in December you went ahead 
it's a raya that you, you can't say anymore, I never knew about it, because you did the chuppah. So therefore, therefore, it doesn't help. Even if there's kind of, even if, because it's as if you knew about it and you accepted it, right. So as someone says, like this, Amale mission is arso, the reason why it doesn't help to bring a raya once you already did Aresin, if the mum happened after Aresin, Mishum de Ikalameimar, because then we can apply the concept of the Chazoka and Adam Shoz, because Elam came both. Co, person won't drink from a cup unless he drinks from it. Vahai Raav in Ifayasu. And therefore this guy, since he did Chuppah, must have seen the mumim and known about the mumim and accepted them. So when it says, one second, that makes no sense. Because then how does it help to bring a raya that the mumim existed from before Aresin? The same problem exists. What are you telling me? You can't bring a raya between January and December because you had the chuppah in December. So then how does it help to bring the raya that was before last January? You still had the chuppah in December. And if there is such a svara of Ain Adam Shoz because Elam composed of a harav and a fayas, it should take care of the... It wouldn't help bringing the raya from before Arisen either. If so, then even bringing the raya that there was mumim from before the erisin should not help the husband. Because we should still say what? That ain't Adam Shoz because Ella must be that there's a svara that counteracts the svara of ain't Adam Shoz because Ella Modko. You know what the svara is? There's another chazaka. A person cannot tolerate mumim. There is a chazaka that a person cannot tolerate mumim. So therefore, that chazaka tells you, it can't be that he knew about it, because it's a chazaka, a person will not tolerate mumim. Well, one second, if that chazaka helps for why he could bring the raya from before the erisin, it should also be able to help why he should bring the raya after the erisin. So we're back to the kasha of Abaya. So why is it like this? So El Amrin and Chazaka ain't Adam Ephias but Mumin. A person cannot be appeased by Mumin. So then Hachanami. So then say also, let him bring a proof that in July that mum existed, kan nimtsu kan hayu. What are you going to tell me? Well, he didn't assume. No, ain't Adam Ephias b'mumim. When it says ain't ain't Adam Ephias b'mumim. So we're back to our question. Abayah has got a very strong question. If you're right. Rava, that this whole mission is going like Rav and Gamaliel. And the only reason why the Cheska Saguf is not good when it was found in the house of the, er, uh, of the father, because of the Svar of Kanim to Kanhayu, why does the husband need to bring a Raya from before Aresin? He should just be able to bring a Raya that happened between the, uh, 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 even, even after the uh, Aresin, at some point in time, during the father's, uh, uh, under the jurisdiction of the father. So why is it like this? I'll tell you why. I'm going to say it outside and read it inside. Says uh, Rava, the pshat is like this. The pshat is, it's a numbers game here. If the, uh, if the uh, woman, if, if the man brings a raya, let's go through this. If a man brings a raya, the husband brings a raya that she had, uh, that, that, that she had a mum in July. It means after Aresin, before Chuppah. Between Aresin and Chuppah, while she's still in the father's house, he brings a raya that she had a mum. So let's go with her. She, on one hand, she does have a cheska saguf. What does cheska saguf tell us? The cheska saguf tells us that it happened at the latest possible time, and that before Aresin, the mum did not exist, which therefore she would be allowed to collect the What are you going to tell me? There is a force that damages that. What is the force that damages that? The force comes into Kanhayu, that is Lachorah that had been there for a while. It's not a Chazaka, but it is a, a weakens the Chazaka of, of Cheska Saguf. Right, but that doesn't, that's not a problem. Because even though that'll say that she might, that, that, that the, the, the mum existed from, 
before the Eresin, even though that's a Svara to say that the Chaz, that the, the Khanim that it tells you, but she has another Chazaka helping her, of Ein Adam Shosa Bekos, that even if it existed from before Eresin, the fact that he did Chuppah, means he must have known about it and accepted. I, there, there's Taka Chazaka that goes against it. What's the Chazaka that goes against it? Ain Adam Mephias Bemumin. Ain Adam Mephias Bemumin. But it still comes out two Chazakas against one. On her side, she has a Chazaka of Ain Adam Shosa because Elaim Bodko, and she has a Cheska Saguf. On his side, he only has one Chazaka. What's the Chazaka that he has? Is that Ain Adam Mephias Bemumin. Two Chazakas against one Chazaka, therefore, she would win out. If all he can do is bring the raya that she had the mum during the time while she's by the father after the erusin, but if he brings the raya that she did not have a that she had the mum, if the husband brings the raya from oh, before the erusin, so her cheskas aguf doesn't help her anymore. The whole purpose of the cheskas aguf was to tell us that she never had the mum before erusin, but here she does have the mum. So knock out the cheskas aguf. Now you only have two chazakas going against. Each other. There's a chazaka that Ain Adam shows her because Elam Bodka to help her. He counteracts that with a chazaka of Ain Adam Mephias Bemumin. They knock each other out. There is no cheska saguf. It's one against one. Memela, in such a case, in such a case, then he would be, then she doesn't have the cheska saguf helping her. Then she, then if he could do that, he could hold on to his cheska's mom and he'd be able to hold on to his money. So that's why, even according to Rabbi Gamliel, that you go with the cheska saguf and you you have as far of according to Rav the proof would have to be from before the Eresin it cannot be after the Eresin while she's in the Rishus of the Father let's read it inside so Mormon says like this Mishum uh, Ika where's the place um, okay so Mormon says like this Ella uh, Ella Mishinis Arso the reason why it doesn't help for him to bring a raya after Eresin, Mishum de Ikatarti Chazaka. You have two Chazakas that are in her benefit. Hemed Haguf al Cheskasa. One is that she has the Cheskasa Guf. Now, even though that Cheskasa Guf is weakened by what? By Kanimtsu Kanhayu. But nevertheless, she has another Chazaka bolstering her that says, even if these women existed before the Eresin, Chazaka and Adam Shazavakos, Ella Im Kane, Bodke. And he must have seen them and accepted them. So my Amar, so the only thing is, on that Chazaka, there is a counter Chazaka. My Amar, Chazaka and Adam Mephias, but Mumin, that therefore he wouldn't have accepted a Mum. It's the Cheskes Aguf plus the Ein Adam Shos because Emkan Bodko against the Ein Adam Mephias, but Mumin, two against one. His, she would win out. Therefore, it doesn't help for him to bring a, a Rai that she had a Mum after Erosin. Now, we don't say that that would be enough for him to uh, hold on to his money. Now, on the other hand, if he's able to bring a proof that there was a, the mum existed before Eresin, then, you cannot use the Cheskes Aguf anymore. The whole purpose of the Cheskes Aguf was tell us that she doesn't have a Mumbai Erosin. He just brought a proof that she does. 
So the only thing you could have in his benefit is Chazaka and Adam shows because El Emkain Bodkosh. I mean, not in his benefit. She could claim. The only thing she could claim is, yeah, okay, fine. You brought a raya that I was an Arusa. I, when I became an Arusa, I already had the mum. But it's not a Mechachtos because you must have checked it because otherwise, why did you do Chuppah? And Adam shows because and Bodkosh. He counteracts that with the Svara of the, where it says, the Chara, uh, 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 Other Rav, the contrary, there's a contradicting Chazaka. Chazaka and Adam Ephaiz Bemumin, Fahemed Mamon Al Cheskoso. So we have finished up with Rava. That's Rava's answer. Rava's still sticking to his guns. He's trying to say the whole thing goes like Robin Gamliel, and it does make a difference which jurisdiction the mum is discovered. If it's discovered in the jurisdiction of the father, then the father has to bring the raya. If it's, fa- it's, it's found in the jurisdiction of the husband, the husband has to bring a raya. Why? Because normally the Cheskos Aguf is stronger, and therefore that's why it helps when it's found in the jurisdiction of the, of the husband. When it's found in the jurisdiction of the father, the Cheskos Aguf is not considered to have the strength to be Moitzi Maman because it is undermined by the Svara of Kanimtza Kanhoyu. Now, comes along Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi is answer number three to reconcile the Reisha and the Sefer. Now, Rashi explains that Rav Ashi also agrees that it's all going like Robin Gamliel. But the only thing, he doesn't necessarily hold to the Svar of Kanim Kanhayu. So if you don't hold to that Svar of Kanim Kanhayu, you still have to explain why is the Cheska Saguf only help when she enters the, dire- the jurisdiction of the husband? Why is the Cheska Saguf not helping when you enter the jurisdiction, when she's in the jurisdiction of the father? The Chorah, her Cheska Saguf, even then, should make it the husband's responsibility to hold on to his money or in, in order to not pay the Ksuva to bring the Raya. Why under the father's jurisdiction does the father have to bring a Raya if it's going like Rabbi and Gamliel. So, I'm not going to get into it in too much depth. I'm going to tell you the way Rashi seems to learn, and I'll tell you what Tosos adds. Rashi seems to say is like this, is that the difference is as follows. When she is under her father's jurisdiction, who is the Ksuva paid out to? The father. When she ends, when she's already gone into Nesuin, who is the Ksuva paid out to? To her. Rashi says that the Chazcheskes HaGuf can only help for her. The Cheska Saguf helps for her when she's collecting. Cheska Saguf does not help for the father. That's what's Now the question is why. That's what we have to understand. That's what we deal with extensively. But now, if you go with that, that concept, that it makes sense. So when she's under the father's jurisdiction, so Cheska Saguf doesn't help for her. The father has to bring a right to be mighty the moment from the from the husband. Once she's already gone into chuppah, she's under that she already now would collect the ksuva herself. That's when the Cheska Saguf. Tosus adds a little bit, sweetens it a little bit to understand what the pshat. Is Tosu says the reason is is because the Cheska Saguf. I'm not getting into because Rashi doesn't get into it too much, but the Tosu just says to get a little bit of Svara. Tosu says that the Cheska Saguf helps because the Cheska Saguf is her body. There's no one knows more about her body than she does. So when she says, you owe me the ksuva because this is when I got the mum, she's coming with a tainas bari. Oh. She's making a vadai claim. But that's only true when she's collecting it. When she's collecting for herself, she, then you're going against her cheskasaguf with her claim of vadai. When the father's tining it, that you, you well, I want to use my daughter's cheskasaguf, he can't be claiming at vadai because the father doesn't know vadai what happened with his daughter's body. So the cheskasaguf, when the father wants to use it, is not as strong, says Tosos, as when Cheska Guf is when she is using it. That's how Tosos explains it. Yes. She's under his... When she's a Nara. It's talking about when she's a Nara. We're talking about when she's a Nara. We're talking about she's not a... She's a Gdola. She's out of the resource of the father altogether. We're not talking about she's a Gdola over here. 
That would be a nafkamina, possibly between Rava and Ravashi, even though they both hold the same. According to that, there could be a nafkamina between the two of them, which he's no longer Nara. Okay, let's go weiter. So, says the Gemara as follows. Let's see inside. So, Ravashi Amar, Reisha is Manala Abba Biyotcha. Reisha is that uh, my father's mana is in your hand. Meaning, even if she's saying you owe ksuva, but you owe that ksuva to my father. Seifa, that's when she's in the father's jurisdiction. So Seifa is saying you owe me the ksuva. And again, the way I explain it is that Cheska Saguf only helps when she's the claimant. Cheska Saguf cannot help when the father is the claimant. Okay, and it's all going like Rabbi Gamliel. So Rav Acha Bereid Rav Avya asked the following question on Rav Ashi's Pshat. Again, Rav Ashi's Pshat is, if she's making the claim, the Chesgaguf helps. If she's not making the claim, Chesgaguf will not help to be Motsinamon. What's the Kasha? Rav Meir, who is the Tana in our Mishnah, Okay, there's a different Rav Meir. So Rav Meir, the Tana of our Mishnah, says, Moda Rav Meir, Rav Meir will agree that if the type of mum she has is a mum that is not a mum that develops now. It's a mum that clearly had been there from before. So in such a case, that even though she's gone into chuppah, even though she's going to Chuppah, now Mishnah, Rabbi Meir said, now Mishnah, that once she goes into Chuppah, the husband has to bring a Raya. If it's those kind of Mumim that clearly are indicative that they've been there for, from before, so it's no longer the, the, husband, the father. husband has to bring it. It's the father because it's smash, but she came into Chuppah with it. Alright? Now, let's hear the Kasha. The Kasha is the Gavali Kasha. Lechorah, the way Rabbi, Rabbi Ashi just explained, that it's all going like Rabbi Gamliel, and the Cheska Saguf helps be Mo'otzimomon only when she's making the claim. Now, Lechorah, if she went into Chuppah, even if this is a mum that happened while she was by the father, it still should not be a problem. Because before, we said, the only reason the father has to bring the Raya by mumim that happened by, that were found by him, is because he cannot use her Cheska Saguf. But if she went into Chuppah, even if this mum is implied it didn't happen now, it happened before, it happened by the father, she's still the one making the claim. Why? Because she's now by the, she's now already by Nasuin. So who cares if it's Mashmah that it happened now or it happened before by the Erosin? Either way, Hachezka Saguf should be strong. Why should the father have to bring a Raya? Why should she have to bring a Raya? It should be the husband has to bring the Raya. It's still a case of Monali Biyotcha. Once Chuppah has happened, she's the claimant. So who cares if you could say, well, it didn't happen now, it happened by Arison. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Sumer says like this. What do we mean that it's talking about something that happened before the Chuppah? We're not talking about something that just developed six months ago. We're talking Hachamaskinan Biyaseres. We're talking about she has an extra finger. We're talking about something congenital. That's why the father has to bring the raya. It's congenital. It's not something that just happened before. It means that it existed even before the Arison. So, says, one second. If it's congenital and it was at birth, then what raya are you bringing? There's no raya. How are you going to bring a raya that she never had about Arison? She's got an extra finger. What? She just grew it after Arison? There's no raya to be brought over here. Frek the Gemara, Lechora, Yeseres, my raya, my see. What proof are you going to bring? 
Sigmar, I'll tell you, Raya de Rav in a fire suit. All the father has to prove is that the husband saw her at some point in time and still went forth with the chuppah. That's the Raya that he has to bring. But in Echanam, in that case, it's no longer something that's congenital. The husband's tining. I, I never knew about this. That's all he has to say. The proof has to be brought is that he did know about it. In that case, he doesn't have to bring a proof in that point when it happened. That's not the case over there. That's what it means. Our mayor agrees that if it's something that's congenital, it's no longer the father's problem. It's no longer the husband's problem. It becomes the father's problem. How can you prove? You're not proving that, never, that it wasn't there before Arison. You have to prove that he wasn't aware of it. That's where the issue becomes. So bottom line, let's sum, sum, summarize this quickly. We have three different ways of reconciling the ration and Sefer. You have Rabbi Lozer, who says that it's a machlokas between... Rabbi Yeshua in the Reisha and Rabbi Gamliel in the Sefer and now it comes out again as we spoke out at the beginning of the Shir it makes no difference then whether it's based in the it happened during Arison or it happened or discovered during uh, uh, after Chuppah either way it's either you hold uh, that you go with the Cheskas Aguf to Mimotzi Maman you don't hold the Cheskas Aguf to Maman that's what the Machlokas is straight across Machlokas then you have the opinion of Rava it's all going like Rabbi Gamliel the only difference is by the case in the case where it happens which is in Arusa then you don't have the Cheskas Aguf because there's a counteracting force of Kan Nimtzu Kan Hoyu and then you have Rav Ash he also agrees all going like Gamliel but he's not holding of the Svar of Kan Nimtzu Kan Hoyu there is a Din Cheskos in both cases but it doesn't help you by the Father's house because since he's the one who's making the claim her Cheskos doesn't help him that was the three ways of learning the contradiction between the Reisha and the Sefer now the Gemara is going to go make a statement that Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda made a statement in the name of Shmuel and this statement is going to seem like have nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. The only problem is, is that when he finishes making the statement, he says the case of Kawa, the case of Ksuvis, of the case of Mumim Ksuvis, supports the statement. And we're going to have to go now and figure out which way are you learning the Mishnah and which part of the Mishnah is supporting the statement of Shmuel. In order to understand Shmuel's ruling, let's go back, let's learn a, uh, something about uh, the Hilchas Kinyonim. There is a form of transaction which is known as bartering. Bartering is you're not just giving money for an item, but you're switching one item for another item. So the aloha is like a trade. The aloha is that in order for the transaction to have been executed, you don't need both parties to have taken possession. As long as there's an agreement as to what the switch is going to be, when the one party takes possession of his intended item, automatically the other item is under the jurisdiction, falls under the jurisdiction of the, the person that is switching. So therefore, let's go. The case at hand is going to be like this. Ruvain owns a donkey. And Shimon owns a cow. Okay? And they want to be the machlev para uh, b'chamor. Uh, they want to switch the donkey for the cow. So what happens is like this. So, uh, so Shimon came and did Meshicha. <coughs> Shimon came and did Meshicha. I'm sorry. Ruvain came and did Meshicha on the cow. Ruvain did Meshicha on the cow. And the donkey then is supposed to transfer to Shimon. Right? So let's, so let's, one second. So wait, wait, wait. Uh, so, Ruvain did, Ruvain was the original owner, let's get the original, Ruvain is the original owner of the donkey, did Meshicha on the cow. 
Now, the problem is like this, is that when the owner of the cow, who now owns the donkey, went to find his donkey, he found himself a dead donkey. Now, the question becomes, when did he die? When did the donkey die? If the donkey dies before the transaction, there's no transaction. If the donkey died after the transaction, you just bought yourself a donkey that... that, 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 that right. So that's the question. That becomes the issue. So let's see it inside. So person is exchanging a cow for a donkey. So Ruvay did the Mashiach on the cow. And Shimon did not get the chance yet to schlep, to, to pull to himself, to take the Chamor, even though it's already in his jurisdiction because the transaction has been executed, until the donkey died. Al Bala Khamar says Shmuel, according to Rav Yehuda, that Shmuel holds that the owner, Ruvain, who is the original Bala Khamar, it is Ruvain's responsibility, Lahavi Raya, Shahaya Khamora Kayim Bishaz Mashikas Pora. He has to bring Adim or a proof that that animal was alive and kicking at the time. Twelve o'clock in the afternoon they did the Kenyan. That animal was ready to go at twelve o'clock. He got there at three in the afternoon. This animal died between twelve and three tough luck. This was a good Kenyan. But who's responsible to do that? That is responsibility of Ruvain, which implies that if Ruvain cannot prove that, then Ruvain would have to give the cow back to Shimon. Now, the Tana Tuna and the Tana of the Mishnah of Kala concerning the Kala and Ksuvis supports is supported this, this concept is, is bolstered or supported by the ruling concerning the mumim in Ksuvis. Now, let's, before we try to figure out how the ruling is supported, let's make a couple of points. First of all, if you go with the Cheskas Aguf, the Cheskas Aguf should tell you that what? That the, the donkey died at, not the donkey, the cow. Not the, the donkey. The donkey died at the latest possible time. Because the Cheskas Guf says, it was alive till now, you just found it dead. If you found it at three o'clock, you should assume it died around three o'clock. Not that it died at So if, if anything, number one, why should Ruvain be having to bring a proof that the donkey was alive if he has the support of the Cheskis Agu. So that's going to be one issue, because if it's going like Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel usually goes with the strength of a Cheskis Guf, even against a moment situation, number one. Number two, what we have to understand over here, is that, who is the Muchzak? <laughs> who is the Muchzak over here? Who is the Muchzak? The Muchzak Lechor, Ruben's already taken possession He's already in possession. So, on the other hand, he also has a strength of possession over here. It's another thing that needs to be looked at. Number three, there was some discussion in the three opinions that we just mentioned at the beginning of the shear as to where the suffix occurs, as to where the issue happens. There's a bigger problem if it happens under Euro jurisdiction than if it happens under someone. Here, Lechora, once the transaction was executed, the suffix is happening outside of the jurisdiction of Ruvain, because it's happening now under Shimon, and still we're making Ruvain 
be the one who has to bring a proof. So take those concepts into account because they're going to come up now if we're trying to figure out which part of the Mishnah is being supporting, is supporting the ruling of Shmuel. And we also have to figure out which one of the three opinions, because right. we had three ways to learn the Mishnah, which is the one that's being supported, which one is supporting. So Moira says like this, Hi Kala, which case of Kala is it referring to? So the way Rashi explains this, right away the Gemara wants to jump to Rabbi Lozer. Wants to jump to the Rabbi Lozer's explanation. It cannot fit the explanation of either Rava or Rav Ashi. Because Rava and Rav Ashi made it make a difference as to where it was happening. Which jurisdiction was happening. If it was happening by the father, it's the father's problem. It's happening by the, uh, the husband, it's the husband's problem. Clearly, that cannot be Shmuel's holding that even though it's happening by the Baal, it's happening by Shimon, Ruben's responsible. So they don't want, <coughs> so the, the initial reaction is it cannot make a difference as to jurisdiction, so we want to make it all like Rabbi Lazar, because Rabbi Lazar, remember, Rabbi Lazar learned <coughs> that this machlok is Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel, and it makes no difference really. Does it happen by the father or does it happen by the husband? Jurisdiction is not really make a difference. That's why the Gemara's first understanding is we're going to make it go like Rabbi Lazar. But if we're going to make it like Rabbi Lazar, we have to find is Rabbi Lazar's explanation of the ratio like Rabbi Yeshua, or is it going like Rabbi Lazar's explanation of the Sefer going like Rabbi Gamliel? That's what we have to explain. It's going the, like the ratio of the Mishnah, which was Kala Bebeisavia. Going like Rabbi Lozer, which means ruling like Rabbi Yeshua. Going like, the case of Kala Beisavia was that the case was over there that the father has to bring a raya. Why? Because you don't go with a cheskas guf. It doesn't matter where it happens. It could happen in the case of the chuppah, uh, after chuppah, it could happen by erison. Cheskas guf is not enough to be motzi money. So, ilema, Kala Beisavia, mi dami, lechora, it's still, it's not comparable at, in, in any way. Why is it not comparable? It's true, it's let's rub Yeshua's understanding that a cheskas guf is not strong enough. To be, mo- you don't support, doesn't support you. And here too, in the case of the, the uh, of, of the of the of the cow, the cheskas aguf of the uh, of, of the uh, of the cow of the donkey is not supporting, but it's still not comparable. Why? Because the chara, where do you need to bring a raya? Where's a grader need to raya? Where you're taking money away or where you're holding on to money? Taking money away, the chora needs a bigger raya. Now the chora says the gemara like this: is that you can't compare the two cases because in the case. In the case of our Mishnah by the Kala, even if you want to say it's going like Rabbi Shua and the Cheskes Aguf is no good, he says you have to bring a Raya, the father has to bring a Raya. What to bring a Raya? To take money of the Ksuva away from the, from the husband. Here, the case is that the owner of the, uh, the owner of, of the, the one who originally owned the donkey is having to bring a Raya to hold on. To the cow which he already has. Lechora, that's not comparable. To tell me I need Raya to be moitzi, I can understand. To say I need a Raya to hold on to, that's not necessarily true. So you cannot say that that aligns, what's written in the Mishnah aligns with what, what, what the teaching of Shmuel says. Shmuel says like this, Mi dami hasa maisi of Raya, there the father's required to bring a Raya, umapik, to take away. Take away what? The ksuva, right? The money. Hacha, here you're requiring a raya. Shmuel's requiring a raya is balacham raya umukim to hold on to, to hold on to the cow. So therefore that doesn't work. 
So So let's say then what, what, what it should go like, even again, it's like Rabbi Lozer, it's the Seifa. The Seifa was going like Rabbi Gamliel. Okay? Now, again, it helps you because Rabbi Gamliel didn't make a difference jurisdiction. It doesn't matter whether it happened by, according to the way Rabbi Lozer was learning. It makes no difference whether the mumim were found in the father's house. It makes no difference whether the mumim were found in the uh, husband's house. So jurisdiction doesn't matter. So now, it says, Barakati lo dummy. It still doesn't work. What's the big difference over here? The difference is Rabbi Gamliel clearly doesn't work because Rabbi Gamliel holds that a cheskas Oh, helps you. Yeah. And therefore, the Chazgah's Guf always is the stronger thing. Here, the Chazgah's Guf is with the Bala Chamor. And you're still requiring the Bala Chamor to bring a Raya. So it doesn't fit the going like Rabbi Lozer like the Sefer either. There in the Mishnah, you're requiring the husband to bring a raya. And he has to undermine the chazaka of the father. What chazaka of the father is he trying to undermine? The cheskes You're requiring the father, the husband to bring a raya to take away from the cheskes of the father, because the father's chesed says she was not did not have mumim at the time of erusin, and you would have to pay the ksuva. Here you're acquiring the balachamer to bring a raya umukim to support the cheskes that he has. He has the cheskes with him. The cheskes tells you that this. A uh, donkey died at a later at the latest time, and you're still making him in Uriah. So again, using Rabbi Lozar as the interpretation of the Mishnah, it doesn't fit the way Rabbi Yeshua learned. It doesn't fit the way Rabbi Gamliel learned. So it says the Gemara like this: the, the Gemara still wants to stick with Rabbi Lozar for the reason that Rashi explained. It's because Rabbi Lozar is the only one that jurisdiction doesn't make a difference. And yet we see jurisdiction doesn't make a difference because it's not it's happening by Shimon and Reuven still has to bring the raya. So he says like this: I want to go back to the first answer. The first answer was is that it's going like Rabbi Yeshua. What problem did you have with making it go like Rabbi Yeshua? It fits. The Cheskas Aguf part works. Cheskas Aguf doesn't help you over here. That aligns Rabbi Yeshua. The problem we had is that Rabbi Yeshua said in the Mishnah is that that the that the father has to bring a raya. He cannot use the Cheskas Aguf, but he has to be a raya to be mighty the Kesev, mighty the Ksuva. And here you may bring a raya to the Bala, Bala Chamer to hold on to the cow. He said, I'll tell you no, because there's two halachas involved. Let's speak this out outside and we'll read inside. When, a, when the woman is found to have mumim, according to Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, the father has to bring a raya. There's two issues. Remember, there wasn't Arisin. What happened at Arisin? The husband gave money. Haish and Mekadeshes, the husband gave money to the father. He gave Kesef Kedushin. So really, if this is a Mekachtos, it impacts two sets of monies. It impacts a money that the Ksuva, she, she would not be able to collect. But if it's a Mekachtos, she has to give back the money of Kedushin that she's already holding on to. So he says it does align with Rabbi Yeshua. Because Rabbi Yeshua says the father has to bring a Raya that she did not have a mum For two things, yeah, it's to collect the money of the Ksuva, but it's also to hold on to the Kes of Kedushin. Holding on to the Kes of Kedushin is the same as the Balach... Uh, 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 having to bring a ride to hold on to the para. So that aligns well with the... Uh, okay, so let's see inside. <coughs> so says the Gemara, Amar Avnachvar Yitzchak, Kalabes Aviyah, it is goes like Kalabes Aviyah, the way we first want to say, but it's the Kedushin. Now, 
The Gemara wants to bring again, it's something tangential just to make it difficult for us. But there was a, there is a machlokas that, uh, that please God we will get to in, uh, in Masechas Baba Basra. Very interesting machlokas over here. What happens if Rahman Atzlana, a chassan, marries a kala, he gives her, we have the Sezak Ashailo, he gives her a, 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 a Kedushin, a thousand dollars, or to make it, a hundred thousand dollars case of Kedushin. Alright? Now, before they're able to get to Nesuin, he dies. Has a heart attack, the chassan has a heart, and dies. So there is a machlokas, does she have to give back the kes of Kedushin? There is a, the, the, one opinion holds, is that once you've given that money, it's sunk. It's the tavua nitnu, it's tavua, it's, it's, it's sunk. You can't, right, what, regardless what happens. The other opinion holds that no, is that, it's, it's, it's not sunk. It's with an expectation of something going forward. And if something happens, even if it's no one's fault, it has to be returned. So says the Gemara like this, that this Shiloh that we're saying now, that uh, Rabbi Yeshua's Shita would be, and that's compared to the case of the cow, that Rabbi Yeshua would hold that the father has to bring a raya in order to hold on to the Kes of Kedushin is not just according to the opinion that holds that the money is not considered sunk. That the money is retrievable. But it's even according to the opinion that holds the money is not retrievable. Because that opinion that holds that the money is not retrievable is only when it's a Vadai Kedushin. But since the question over here is whether it's a Mekach Tos, so even according to that position, you would still have to bring a Raya to hold on to the Kesev. That's the point. That's just a side point we're making here. So Gemara says like this. So Amr, uh, um, Below Tamer, don't say that this din that Rabbi Yeshua makes, you have to bring a raya. The father has been right to hold him because It's only according to the opinion that it's nitlu, that it's not irretrievable, that it's not sunk. That's why you have to bring a raya to hold on to it. Even according to that opinion that, the, that, that it is sunk and you cannot get it back, you still have to bring a raya. The father would still have to bring a raya to hold on to it. Why? Because there the machlok, because it was a vada condition, the chassan dies. That's a different story than over here. Here it's a Shiloh, where there was a condition altogether. But And therefore over here, even according to that position, according to Rabbi Yeshua, that you don't have Cheskos of supporting you, if you want to hold on to that case of Kedushin, you have to bring a right. And that supports what Shmuel was saying, that even though you're a Muxak on it, but it's a Muxak that happened with an air of Suffolk that doesn't take away from you being a Muxak, unless you can bring a Raya, you have to give it back, or you would have to give back the case, you would have to give back the cow. Ask the more the following question. The Gemara says like this, there is, a, a, we learned yesterday's parsha that a kosher animal, a kosher animal is called a ruminant. A ruminant is malagera, it has four stomachs. The way it works is it chews it up and it goes into one of the stomachs and it goes to the second one and it comes back up and up the elevator, down the elevator until it goes through all four stomachs. Well, the second of the four stomachs is called the basakosos. The base of course, I don't know what the English name for that is, but uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's shaped like a cup and it has a very thick abdominal wall. The wall of the base of Kosas is very thick. So now, one of the 18 trephas is if a needle perforates the basakosos. We're going to learn over here that the perforation has to happen on both sides because of the thickness of the basakosos. If it's only perforating one of the sides, it's not a problem. 
So it says like this. If a needle was found in the thick, what's the reticulum? Reticulum is the name of it. Okay. It was found in the base of Kosos, it's only on one side, perforating Kshayra. Mishnate started with protrudes from both sides, Trefa. Now, the difference is like this. How do you know when the needle went through? The needle went through before the animal died, Trefa. Went through after the animal died, Kshayra. So like this. Nimsa kurdam. If there is some spots of blood on the needle, this is also, by the way, when they do post-mortems, that, uh, they check, you can tell from the, the is, is, is the wound happened after death or happened before death, it depends on the blood flow, the circulation. So if there is blood on the needle, so then the Yadu if that happened before Shechita. Lo kurdam, if there was no blood on the needle, and then it's kosher. Now there comes the Shiloh from what we're going to be asking. You have like this, you have the meat the meat marketers, the wholesalers who sell the animals, they sell an animal to, a, to, the, to the butcher who shechts it. He finds in it that the animal has this needle through its reticulum, which makes it a trefer. There's a big question over here. Was this animal a trefer before the sale, which then would make it a mekechtos, or did this happen after the sale, and then it's nistafka sadeh, or tough luck, it's too bad. So is there a way to tell? When you do the post-mortem, when you're checking, is there a way to tell? Tomorrow says, you, there is only there's one thing that can help you. If there is scabbing, if there is scabbing on the wounds of where the needle's protruding, then you know that it happened at three days ago. It happened at least three days ago in order for uh, scabbing to occur. So then you take a look. When did the sale happen? Now, not every time is there scabbing. Sometimes the oozing or whatever it is precludes the scabbing from happening. So there's no scabbing. You can't tell. But if there is scabbing, then you can tell. So it says like this. So huglad. Huglad means a scab was formed. Piyamaka on the on the on the wound. Then you know that this took place at least three days before the Shechita. Again, we'll make a difference as to when you made the purchase. You purchased it last week, too bad. You purchased it yesterday, then you have a case. All right? Now, let's say there was no scab. No scab, it could have happened any time. Now the question is like this. I just bought this animal from you. This is a $10,000 animal. I've shechted it. I got a tray for here. I am suing you, the salesman, for selling me a tray for. We find the needle there. It's not scabbed. It's a suffix. What do we do? So now let's talk about who the motzi is over here. So now, if I already gave you the $10,000, right, and you already got that $10,000 in your pocket, so who's the motzi? So then, the shaykhet, the butcher, is being motzi the $10,000 from, from, from the salesman, if the money was given. If the money hadn't been given... Right? So then the motzi is, you're trying to take away my $10,000. Right? But the one is assuming over here that the money had been given. Okay? So the one says like this. Now, if the tavach already paid for it, he has to bring a raya, he would have to bring a raya in order to take back his $10,000. I would have to, if Gene sold me the animal, I would have to bring a raya to get my $10,000 back. Now, Lechora, the Kasha on Shmuel, going with Shmuel, who has a Raya aligning himself in our Mishnah with Rabbi Shul, what's the Kasha? Amai, Lechora, 
why should, why should I have to bring a proof as to what the status of your animal is? We see from Shmuel that the owner of the, the owner of the of the donkey, the original owner of the donkey, he needs to, even though he has a, 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 a cheskes aguf on his side, doesn't matter. He needs to bring a raya as to what the state of his donkey was if he wants the transaction to be good. Well, if you're going to correlate that to the case of the shochet and the salesman, this animal was the original animal of the salesman. We should require the salesman to bring a raya as to the state of his animal. Why are we making the shochet have to bring the raya? So let the bow of let the bow behema have to bring the raya Vinokim, to hold on to the ten thousand dollars because that's what you're doing with a bal achamor you're making him whole have to bring a raya about his donkey to hold on to the cow. Even though the but says, but the low yayiv tavcho is the case we have to be saying is money wasn't being given, money wasn't being given. So therefore, when it says amotz mechavel of araya, it's not me, it's not the shaychet having to bring a raya to get back his money. It's Gene having to bring a raya to get the money from me, which does correlate to Shmuel's ruling because he's bringing a raya about his own animal in order to collect the money from me. What's, so the what, then, what's that? Didn't actually happen yet. No, no, they had the transaction happened. He, I already took it and I shechted it. He just does on credit. He, I owe, he owes me the right. So says the Gemara. Someone says like this. That's very strange because usually when you say halacha, you go with a norm. Is it normal that most cases people will sell on credit? Ten thousand. I mean, you're assuming that's the ruling, and it's said in a case which is not really the norm. So, whereas in my pasuk, how clear cut a case is that that you're ruling a case that the money hadn't been given, and that's the ruling of the case. So, therefore, it's very difficult. That doesn't align with the halacha that was said by Shmuel. So, Moran says like this, Elaki Osir Rami Bar Yecheskel. Rami Bar Yecheskel was the brother of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda was the one who said the halacha over in the name of Shmuel. So, he says like this, Amar, Lotitzaisu Lahaniklali Dekal Yehuda Achi. Don't listen to the rules that were set by, by my brother, Rabbi Yehuda, Ishmael to Shmuel. He gets it wrong. What he said, Shmuel said, Shmuel never said. In fact, if you want to know what Halacha Shmuel did say, I'll tell you the Halacha Zerameh This is what Shmuel said. That Kol Shenolat Safek Bershuso Alav Haraya is wherever the Safek happens, that's the person who has to take responsibility. Wherever, under whoever's jurisdiction it is, that's the person that has to take responsibility. Which means, therefore, in this case, where the Mashiach already took place and the cow is already considered in the jurisdiction of the, of the, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the donkey is already considered in the, in the jurisdiction of the balach, of the, of the cow, the owner who owned the cow, he already, it's considered his problem now, wherever it, in, it's your jurisdiction, your problem. And that then would fit, that would fit then going like Rava, because that's what Rava said. Rava said, wherever the, the problem takes place. Yeah. The way going, that's where the problem. Whoever that's that, that's the responsibility. Wherever it is, that's the person. Person that happens. He says vatana tuna kala, and now it does fit the case of kala because the case of kala. If we're going to learn it, that it's all going like Rav and Gamliel, it's going, which is the halacha like Rav and Gamliel. It comes out very good. Wherever the problem occurs, that's the well. It's in the father's shirt, it's his problem. It's in the in the in the, in the husband's. It's his. So whoever's jurisdiction is, that's the one who has to take responsibility. Which now fits what we're saying here. It, 
according to this ruling of Ra, it's not the owner of the donkey that would have to bring the raya, it's the owner of the cow that has to bring the raya, because the donkey is already considered in his rishus. So, Mesive, the Gemara asked the question from the case of Machach and Imzabe over In that case over there, we said that Hamotzi Mechavel of Araya, which means that if the money was given, so then the, if the money was already given, then the, uh, the Shochet has to bring the Raya. And if the, the money hasn't been given, then, now, when the money was given, it's not a, it's not a kasha. Because if the money was already given, so then it's already the one who the problem is in his jurisdiction, he's the one having to bring the raya. The question is going to be, what if the money wasn't given yet? If the money was, was done on credit, if it was done on credit, so then the chora, then gene is, is trying to get the money away from me. So the chora, and it says in such a case, who which means Gene would have to do the Chora. Why it's in it's in my in that's mashma that even though it's in my it's in the Shochet's jurisdiction, the other fellow is still having to bring the raya. So Gemara says like this: The money wasn't given. So Why should Gene, the owner of the animal, have to bring the raya umapik in order to take away the money? The Chora should go the person who the suffolk in his jurisdiction should have to do it. The suffolk is happening in the house. In, in, under the jurisdiction of the Shochet. Tamar says, the case is only referring to where money was given. If it's only referring to where money was given, you don't have a problem. So you have Tavak Tmei. Well, my Pascha, why is that again clear cut? Because that is the norm. That is the clear cut. Stama de Milsa, come to Loyav Inish Zuzi, Loyav Inish Chayusa. person doesn't turn over a $10,000 animal without getting money up front. So in most cases, the money was given. So when we say, it is saying that the Shochet has to bring the Raya because the Suffolk is happening in the whole in the house of the Shochet, so therefore that does fit now the ruling that Shmuel said. Gentlemen, have a good time. The jurisdiction of the money as opposed to where the, uh, the animal is. No, the jurisdiction, the, that is where it's